What is up, guys? My name is Tyler with Tarver Academy. Academy. I just changed the name. It's like kettle corn. Welcome to Tarver Kettle Corn. This is Tyler, and uh, I'm excited that I have an extremely special guest on Education Academy. This dude is an OG of the podcast. I think he was like the fourth person I ever interviewed, um, which was like, oh goodness, I just looked it up. January 31st, 2016. It has been a lot of New York minutes yeah. since we uh, since we chatted. So uh, his name's Tom Ritchie. He's absolutely incredible. I'm going to let him tell you uh, a little bit about uh, who he is and what he does and why this is going to be just an incredible conversation. So Tom, first off, thank you so much for being on here again. The first uh, double Peter by Peter. What do they call it? Uh, second Pete? What do they call it if you win two championships? Uh, a, a repeat. 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 <laughs> okay. A repeat. Okay. I'm walking. No, 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 no. I'm walking this off. I'm too dumb. Okay. I'm. Thank you guys for coming. We're gonna have to close this down. I'm an idiot. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Tell them a little bit about yourself and uh, why you're so awesome. All right. Well, I am glad to be the first repeat guest on Tarver Academy, and yeah, it has been quite a while. So a lot has changed since then. A lot has stayed the same, and of course, that's part of what I look at as a history teacher. I teach. Um, history at Seneca High School in Seneca, South Carolina. And in 2012, I started a little YouTube channel where I started putting my history lectures online for my students, which the objective was primarily my own students, but other people started watching. And eventually this is now grown. I just got my play button in the mail a couple of weeks ago. Now, when you get to that, that point, Tyler, you have to ask them for it. Like I didn't realize a lot of us that, that get to that threshold, you think that, oh, you know, YouTube just got people sitting around waiting for people to hit 100,000 subscribers and they're just gonna send the play button. Nope, you just kind of think about it. It's like about a year later, I think it happens with a lot of people. It starts to occur to you, I never got that play button and you have to actually contact them and then they review your channel, they send it over there. I actually got it in the mail a couple of weeks ago, but I still haven't opened it. I'm going to France this weekend, and I want to actually take my picture at the Arc de Triomphe uh, and actually have my play button there with it. We'll see how that works out, but I was thinking I wanted to go Napoleonic with it. So, so yeah, it's like it's just really blown up way beyond what I ever thought possible uh, for a channel like that. And at first, I remember when I made the channel, I'd try to make kind of uh, videos that didn't really, you know, I was like, okay, well, the straight up history lectures probably won't uh, turn into anything. So I was trying to do a video on this or this, and then it ended up those bread and butter history lectures just ended up being the essence of the channel, even though I do a few things here and there. I've started to do some more random stuff lately. Did you know about this James Charles guy? Dude, okay. So I heard um, uh, one of the, the young ladies I work with, she does some like, uh, like influencer, like makeup tutorial stuff. And so she got real into it because it's like kind of her world. And she was like explaining it to it. And I, I felt like, you know, whenever like, whenever I get really excited about YouTube or education, I'm just like going off. I'm like, this is this and this is happening. And something big's happening. And I see people's eyes just look at me like, I do not care. That's how I felt when she was explaining it. But I was intrigued because of the YouTube side of it and just like, you know, how everything went. So I really got her recap of it, but no joke. I was I was walking into a store and I I saw your notification or your video thumbnail pop up and it said the James Charles controversy controversy and I was like 
wow, he's really, because you had the background was like an Ulta or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, he's just going to, he's talking about just YouTube stuff. As soon as it started, I clicked it because you had me, man. Gotcha. The thumb worked. I clicked it. I started watching it and I go, oh my goodness, this is the most genius thing I've seen in 2019. That was incredible. Tell them, uh, tell them what you did. What was your thought process? Because I know you saw that, oh, there's this big controversy. Tell us your thought process for like, I'm going to make a video about this, but I'm going to kind of turn it on its head. Yeah. And so, so what happened here was that I, my students, this actually started in my own classroom, which typically I try to kind of keep a, a threshold, you know, just a distance between my day job and my YouTube channel. But this actually started with my own students, uh, which is really, really funny to me because uh, you know, they typically don't give me ideas. They were just like, Richie, you need to make a video about this James Charles controversy. And I'm like, what? And they told me, okay, well, there's this guy that puts on makeup on YouTube and he's just lost 3 million subscribers. And I was really kind of like you were, Tyler. I was just like looking at my students with this kind of like, okay, why do y'all want me to make a video about this guy that puts on makeup? And they they were just so passionate about it though. And so when I thought about this, I thought, you know what, if they're so passionate about this, let me figure out a way that I can that I can do this. And so I told them, I said, wait, James Charles. And I thought, well, the kings of England in the 17th century were James Charles, Charles James. And it was pretty a, a pretty tumultuous century with the English Civil War and the Glorious Revolution. And I tell the students my idea. Now, what I thought was that this was going to be something, it was obviously a clickbait video. And what I had in mind was a video that was going to get like just tons of dislikes. Like people yeah. were going to click on that. They're going to be like, man, I don't like this. This isn't what I wanted. And yeah. then it just ended up that everybody's just, and I, when I mean everybody, it's really um, the, you know, I got more than, I got 36,000 views on this thing, 4,000 likes and 33 dislikes. So hey. the like to dislike ratio is 99.2%, which typically... I, I don't make a lot of controversial videos, but at the same time, um, sometimes, uh, you know, it's just, but, but when you look at something like this, it, what I anticipated was just a clickbait video that people would just get ticked off when they opened it. But then my own audience members would think it was funny. And they they ended up, of course, a lot of people from my audience, I realize now when you have an academic channel, and this is something for people to think about, anybody with an academic channel, you have an academic channel. So you understand how it is that people subscribe to your channel, but when they're, when they're looking in the store and it's like, oh, Tarver Academy just posted a video about derivatives and they're not like oh i gotta watch that i right. gotta get this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the thing is when you have an academic channel your subscribers typically don't really watch your videos and for me it's like i've got one hundred forty thousand subscribers for a typical video i'm lucky to get a thousand people watching it in the first 24 hours but then i post something like that and everybody's opening it and they're like oh look at him he put his own spin on this so they respected that but i'm i'm learning you know even though and it's kind of like what got you here won't get you there sort of thing and you always have to kind of be willing to pivot that at first when i did my channel i'm like hey i want to make some more like 
just creative kind of videos and see how that does. And then really it just got to where, okay, people want these lectures. But I think at the point where I am now, I've got to remember every once in a while going into some kind of current issue, especially if it's a current issue that's not politics or something like that. If I can kind of put a spin on it, uh, that's funny. I, it's just people liked it. And I, it was just really unanticipated the kind of response that it got. So, and that's the other thing is just showing love to your channel uh, when you have other stuff going on. And I think that's something that a lot of educators on YouTube struggle with, not only with the day jobs that we have, but also with other things that have come up. So, you know, since last time you and I talked, my online tutoring business, it's picked up a good bit. And so when I'm thinking, okay, I could either make a YouTube video or I can tutor uh, some kid, it's like tutoring some kid online that's an immediate payoff. But at the same time, I've got to try to find a balance between, okay, I've got this app, I've got tutoring, I've got the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel was my first love. And I want to make sure that I'm showing that channel some love. So that's something that increasingly I just find myself uh, pivoting, but I'm hoping, and I always tell myself, oh, this is the year when my YouTube channel is finally going to get the love that it deserves. And it hasn't happened quite yet, but I think maybe again, this is the year. One of these, one of these years, it's got to be the year, right? This is the year. I can feel it. And let's, I mean, because we we talked, we last time we talked, it was just, I mean, it was just over three years ago. And I think at the time, if I remember correctly, I think you had around 10,000 subs at the time. So in three years, you have gone up like from up, up 130,000 subscribers. And so, and the, what I've noticed, uh, it seems like, especially for education channels, well, for most channels, um, it's like that slow start. And then when it hits, it just takes off. And so it's like, because um, I don't know if you've ever seen Casey Neistat stuff. He talks about how it took him like five years to get, you know, 100,000 subscribers. And then it took him like a year to get a million and then six months to get 5 million. Like it just, it's kind of exponential with the, uh, the increase. Uh, have you, did you see a point where yours kind of took off or has it always been just a steady every month? It's the same. I know you've increased a lot in the past few years, but was there a big jolt, like a video you did or something that took off? Well, it's kind of, of course it, it's seasonal as well. Like I'm looking here and when I look at the subscribers so it's like you know total now i see monthly subs but at the same time when i when i look back uh you know it's seasonal with every ap season i get a certain amount of subscribers it, it really is kind of in a lot of ways i think when you get to a certain point it starts to get more just kind of arithmetic in its uh, growth to use the whole, uh, you know, to use some mathematical, uh, you know, nomenclature. We know where we are right now, right, at Tarver Academy. Uh, but there oh, is yeah. a point where it is like the first hundred subscribers. It took me more time to get the first hundred subscribers than it did for me to get the next 900 to 1,000. Uh, so when I, you know, when I got to a hundred, it was like, okay, but then getting to a thousand, I think is a big step. And then from there, it just keeps increasing. But, you know, like, for example, 
well, I'm at 140 now and I got to 100,000 a little more than a year ago. So it is one of those things. I think that my channels, you know, it hasn't gotten another jolt yet. Maybe at some point it will, but there certainly was a jolt around like that 5,000 subscriber mark. You start to see things really picking up. Uh, but then at the same time, you know, in, until I make a ton more videos. I think that's the thing that when you're dealing with an academic channel, uh, that there are the amount of students doesn't really change from year to year. So you're going to have the, about the same amount of people looking for you. And the trick is to have videos about nearly every topic they could ever be looking for, which when you're an independent creator can be a little bit difficult, uh, you know, with somebody like a crash course where one person's writing scripts, another person is doing the camera work, another person's editing, and all you have to do is just show up and talk, uh, which, you know, if you're dealing with something like crash course, you're showing up and talking, odds are based on a script that someone else wrote for you. So mm -hmm. it's just everybody's got their little job that they're doing. But for independent creators where I'm writing the script, I'm making the visuals, I'm doing the editing, uh, it's not quite so easy to, oh, let me get a full course of lectures out on this. Uh, now I am, I can't really talk about it right now, got some kind of kind of hush-hush, top secret, uh, non-disclosure agreement, but I'm hoping soon uh yeah it's, it sounds maybe much bigger than it is but i'm i'm intrigued you've got yeah, my yeah i am i am hoping uh to be in a situation and that is one thing about getting to this to this point is you start hearing from people sometimes who want to who want to work with you they see what you put on youtube and they're like look i could take that and i could make some money for both of us on that kind of thing so we'll, we'll see if uh if i end up um, in a situation, but even with that, uh, there's still going to be me making videos in my basement on my channel. Like that's not that's not going to stop anytime soon. But I am kind of looking forward to the possibility of being able to do some, you know, some other things because I have some help and I'm doing less of the work myself. So hopefully in the next few weeks, I'll be able to announce some things. But for right now, you know, it's like you heard it first on Tarver Academy. You didn't really hear it first, but you kind of heard something, you know. You almost actually, heard it here first. Right. You almost heard it here first. This is the first time that I'm actually saying on a public forum that I might have some big news to announce. I mean, I've said that to some people here and there, but right here, Tarver Academy, ladies and gentlemen, y'all keep your, your eyes and ears open. Let's go. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, man, I've, you know what, I've noticed that like over the past few years, because my, my channel's not like uh, taken off, like or not have any had any big jolts. Mine's been pretty consistent. Like, you know, I'm sure you see the same dips. December, there's a dip at Christmas and there's the summer dip. But I see the same. Um, honestly, mine's been the same increase month to month within like 100 or 200, like every year for the past six, seven years. Like I've never had, oh, man, look at this month where a ton takes off. And yeah. so it's like, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a steady thing, but, um, but it's been, it's been, you know, it's better. I'm like, man, I wish I would have a big jump or I wish one of my videos on my education channel would take off, like just be, you know, ahead of the rest. Cause most of mine are just like chapter by chapter. You can tell the class is going through them. Um, but then also think like, Hey, it's better than zero a month. So I'm like, I'm not going to get too upset. Uh, yeah, so. and, and that's and that's that's the cool thing. Yeah, because it's like when I'm on Social Blade right now, looking at the monthly growth, it's like, yeah, I mean, my 
my channel's not really growing at a faster rate than it was growing a couple years ago. But, uh, you know, uh, let's see, uh, you know, Bozeman Science. Yeah, Paul Anderson, one time I was talking to him and he warned me about that. You know, it's like I talked to him at some point uh, when the channel was still having that kind of exponential growth. And he said, at some yeah. point, it's going to kind of flatten out and the growth's just going to be steady. And it's like, Okay, I can I can certainly uh, you know I can certainly deal with that. Like right now, let's see uh, YouTube, Bozeman. Yeah, how's he doing? I met him Bozeman. at a conference. Yeah, um, and you know he's like one of those guys too that you know you go back to like 2012 and you know he's just another guy with an educational channel. You know, right now he's got uh, 863,000 subscribers. Wow. So I'll take some steady growth on the way to 863K, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like at my current rate of growth, uh, if I can push that a little bit more, you know, be at 200 in a year, but even if it takes a couple years for that. And his latest video, it looks like it's, oh, wow. Uh, this, okay, we might be hearing something first here. All right. Because here's the like, wow. OK, so let me just go ahead and say here that I see a post that says one year ago, then the next one says two years ago and then wait for it. I'm back three hours ago. Oh, wow. Three hours ago. I'm He's back. taking a break. Oh, I want. Did he go work for like? Did I thought he was doing independent stuff? Well, yeah. So he, is he working he, for someone? To the, best, to the best of my understanding, what he's been. I mean, you look at his Instagram. He's traveling around the world and doing like you know trainings and stuff like that. And so now he's like, I'm back. And so this is something that okay, this is uh, this is big news. I mean, the thing is, Tyler, when you and I get together, it's like the universe starts like converging. Uh, they in, know. Uh, in the southeastern United States, you know, when these southern accents get together and start, mm. uh, you know, sharing that that southern energy, then look at this. Yes, yeah. so we mentioned Paul Anderson, and it's like all of a sudden today he's letting us know he's back. So the only thing he's done in the past two years is a 15-second video um, that says ink float, and now he says he's back. So that's that's the thing. But one thing to kind of note from that is while putting nothing in practically nothing into his channel um, for two years, um, he's gained, you know, about another, you know, he's gaining a couple hundred thousand subscribers uh, per year. So so it is pretty cool when you think about that, that even when you are. Uh, you know, even when you're in a situation where you're not necessarily putting into it, because I'm certainly not putting, like I said, I've got a lot of other stuff. Also, like I tell you what, I really like uh, I really like Finn. Your other kids are great, too. But, you know, Finn's always kind of the star of the show uh, when you're making these videos. And, uh, you know, Thanks, man. I like, like him a lot. He's my favorite. Yeah. that that so so like with with Finn and your videos and all of that kind of stuff. I don't even know where I was going with that. I just, I was just like, I get all of a sudden. I don't know. I like that you threw them. Your cute kids. Yeah. And, and it's just like, wait, what am I, what am I saying about that? Uh, so I don't even know. I mean, honestly, I don't even know where I was going with that, but, but it is just as far as, as far as, yeah, I, I don't even know it. I'm not even going to pretend to try to recover that. <laughs> no, your, I kid, your kids, are, yeah. your family's just too cute, Tyler. I just, I can't even keep my train of thought, but, but, I, you know, with all the other stuff that I, oh, I know what I was saying now. Uh, it's when you have a family, 
That's that's yeah. one of the things. If you think about like you in 2012 and me, you know, in 2012, I had a two year old and a two year old really doesn't require. Now, of course, my wife will say much differently. You know, if I say, oh, a two year old doesn't require a lot of time, not necessarily from the father. Uh, yeah. but, but with that, uh, you know, when your your child gets older, it's not just like, hey, let me play with you for five minutes and that's enough kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, you get really kind of caught up in like wanting to be a dad and doing all of these things that come along with that. So that's another thing, you know, you take the job, you know, the day job, the other stuff going on, endeavors and such, and then just having a family uh, really cuts into that. But knowing that even if that happens, the existing body of work can really speak for itself uh, for quite a long time. And that's where that's where it's really interesting to see how, yeah, with Paul's channel, it just it just keeps growing. And now he's back. I tell you, I can't wait to watch that video as soon as we're done here. Yeah, I read the description on it and he said, um, let me see. I had it pulled up. He says, I'm back. I spent the last three years working with teachers implementing the next gen science standards. I remember we had to start doing that. Says, I want to share everything I've been working on. My goal is to improve science education K-12 around the world. Um, that's cool. That's exciting. And I. That's you. You mentioned it earlier, and you talked about how, like, you you have one hundred and forty one thousand subscribers, but you said when you post a new video, you might get anywhere from like one to three thousand views. And so, a lot of people, like, I've had because I've talked to other YouTubers who have focused on like, you know, building views when it's uploaded. Uh, I think that the difference with us is, like you said, we're building a library of resources for people to uh, to go to when they need it. And so, the difference I've found in I uh, like. An education channel and a regular what a normal channel would be is those normal channels see a spike right there when they upload it and then there's a drop off like people aren't going back to watch someone's vlog from 2015 just for fun you know they're yeah. watching it as it's happening because it's more like the james charles thing a current event and a year from now i doubt people are just going to be searching to to bounce james charles videos but you capitalized on something that um, in a very unique and intelligent way capitalize on something that was a current event because I find the same thing, man. Whenever I, um, like I'll upload uh, a video and, or I'll upload like 10 math videos, like 10 days in a row, I'll film them all and then I'll upload them to one day apart. And I'll see, you know, I'll look up and it's been, you know, a, a month since I've uploaded them all. One will have 80 views, a hundred views, something like that. And then I go three years later and I'll have one that has 80 views, still hundred views. And then one has 2000, one has 20,000. And it's like, real random which ones catch on the search terms and i mean that's what my my views uh live and die on the search terms i don't know how yours are i think i think yeah you have that, a better that's community. Most, that's, that's most of it yeah that that like when it comes down to it most of those views are coming from the uh coming from the searches like my mm -hmm. more than 80 percent of the people who watch my videos are not subscribed to my channel so that's really, and that's the same. I mean, I've talked with my friend Hip Hughes and other people, and that's the thing about academic channels. You really have to, your audience can give you an, an initial boost, but when I put up a video, what I'm thinking about is not so much what it's going to get on the first day or the first week, but what can it get over time? And so that's something that, that is important. Yeah, because you realize that a lot of these, a lot of these things are not going to get, uh, you know, they're not going to get a lot of videos at first, but when people yeah. search for it, then they'll see that and it'll be there for them.
And some yeah. of them, it's a it's a long time, but at the same time, you know, you think about what you what you put into creating that video and what you're getting back in in passive income, and it can be a pretty good, uh, you know, it's a pretty good investment over time, even though it doesn't always seem that way right at first. But yeah, I do yep. want to kind of start mixing in some more content like that, uh, where you know I'm seeing that yeah, this is content that is. Uh, that's going to last a little, you know, co a, a really kind of getting a building a bridge between the content that's going to last and be there when people search for it. And then also occasionally having those videos that when somebody is searching for this topic. And that's the other thing that, you know, at first uh, I tried to use sexy titles and stuff like that, thought this would be catchy or something like that. And nope, when you have an educational channel, you just call it what it is and yep. because that's what people are searching you're just imagining what somebody's searching for and then there you go and that's that's really how that uh, you know how that whole process says works and i'm sure that that probably is the case for any channel to an extent but at the same time i think for ours it's that much more of a you know more of a thing that we just have to think about when we make videos we're making videos for the long run Yep. And that's, I think, uh, like with YouTube, I, as a creator, like you get this instant high when you upload it, you're like excited because you put the time, the work, the effort and you're like, yes, that's going up. And then it's like, it's almost like we don't have like gratification of views. Whereas it's like, oh, I'm, you know, uploading it to know that three years from now, it might be, you know, a popular video it might bring in 10 bucks a month or 200 bucks a month, you know, depending on how it goes or bringing nothing. So it's like, you're doing, it's almost like you have to do it not expecting anything immediately. I've gotten to the point now where I'll edit, you know, a bunch of videos in a row. I'll set them, I'll schedule them all to upload. And then I just, I don't even check in on them. I'm just like, I, I, cause it's like, if I do, I feel like I, if I check in once, I'll check in 30 times to see if it's gone up or anything. Yeah. And so, and sometimes I have to, sometimes I'll actually strategically start the upload right before I go to bed because right. that way I know that it's not going to be uploaded before I go to sleep. Because if I have a video that gets uploaded at about 10 p.m., I'll find myself just constantly checking like, oh, how's this doing? How are people responding to it and stuff like that? Whereas if I go to sleep and then I just wake up the next morning and, you know, I can, okay, in between classes or something like that, just take out my phone, just look at it and like, oh, okay, there we go. But yeah. But yeah, it's definitely something. I mean, it's it's interesting to talk to other people who have these same kind of experiences because it definitely is something that I, I have to think about. Because yeah, I, I will if I if I have that thing posted at 10 p.m., I probably won't go to bed until like one at the earliest. Uh, oh yeah, it's like oh, how's this thing doing, and how are people responding? Oh yeah, I'm I'm the same way, man. Same way. Um, okay, so I want to talk about like something that makes you unique as far as like educational YouTubers. Um, I feel like I feel like a lot of times we, we you know we make these lessons we make these videos and we upload them and then people watch them and it's like one I love it whenever teachers put personality into it and I think you're really good at putting your personality into it. I think that you're like it's even like exemplified even more on your Instagram account I think you've built a really I've always admired the way you built a really strong community of students that might not that aren't in your classroom like you have people that are making like tom tom ritchie like instagram accounts like fan accounts yeah. on instagram like you have like this this group of students that it's almost like you guys rally around like 
this, the, the AP tests and build towards it. And you're like encouraging them. And it's like, like you're, you're building this community of students that aren't in your like physical classroom. Like, what do you, what do you think when you do that? Is that natural to you? Is it something you work on, work on? Like, how do you build that community? Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, and that's one thing that I think differentiates my social media from a lot of other teacher social media. A lot of teachers on their social media, their teacher influencers, their, their followers are mostly teachers and yeah. their target audience is teachers. Whereas on my videos, I always have nearly always have calls to action where it's like follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, they they actually yeah and I and I show them things there that have you know the things have value and I try to kind of intersperse like you know here's some self promotion here's a meme here's something from my life I took my kid to breakfast or something yeah. like that and you know or I'm traveling here and you know getting on the Instagram lives and just having there's a chance for people to just have informal conversations with me uh, so that that can be a lot of fun yeah I think the cultivation of a community is is really important and it's something that I can always step up but but it is one of those things that I'm proud of as far as my channel, especially with the educational nature of it, that there are people who are like, hey, I'm making a fan account. Or there was a Yale-bound valedictorian in California that posted about her valedictory speech. And she had 10 things that she learned in high school. And I was in her top 10 that it's like Tom Ritchie is an amazing history teacher. And you definitely want to follow him if you're taking history classes in high school. And so that's that's the thing that social media, it's like part of building a community is just having an impact, like where people think that because of what you're doing, like their life has been made easier and better and a, a confusing course like AP European history or something like that has been made more accessible because of what I do. Yeah. And it's made fun. Like, that's the thing. You don't see a lot. Of, even on YouTube, which is more forward thinking, I think you don't see a ton of like, here's a meme or, um, you know, here's uh, the way you relate it to, uh, you know, stuff that's going on. I just I love it, man. I think you do. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think job. the other side of that is that something that I always kind of thought to do and it was an intentional strategy when I went in is when especially when I got involved in this and I think that's still the case to a certain extent on one hand you've got your edutainment channels your crash courses your other you know your other channels like that that the primary objective is is to entertain I mean it's got an educational value to it but you can tell the primary objective is try to keep an audience engaged and entertained yeah. um, but not necessarily except for I know in econ they've got an actual teacher there but in most cases the person delivering the uh, you know the video with the talent is not necessarily an educator and then you've got the professors that record their entire lectures and stuff like that and those those can be like 45 minutes to an hour and I was like you know what if I can just kind of get in the middle of that I saw space sort of in the middle where you know I want to be you know people to see when they see the video okay this is obviously an actual teacher um, this person's primary objective is to help me pass a test but that doesn't mean we can't have a little fun while we're doing it. That's yeah. that's really and, and that seems to be the space that I've kind of come in to occupy. And, and that kind of differentiates me. And I need to differentiate myself because a lot of your edutainment people, they've got a lot more 
you know, a lot more money and a lot more resources. And so when they go to Tom Ritchie's videos, it's it's something that, okay, I don't have to listen to this professor talk who kind of talks over my head, but here's somebody that's talking to me, but he's doing so as an educator. And that's that's kind of where I, you know, see myself. And I think that like Hip Hughes, uh, occupies a very kind of similar thing. I've seen some of your videos, like you definitely make it fun when you're putting that stuff out there. And I think that that's, that's really, and, and it's a segment that I think is really useful, but we're pretty much doing it on our own. That's, that's yeah. the thing that, and, and there are some advantages to that too, but yeah. it is, it can be kind of a solitary existence and not getting the same instant gratification that gaming channels get, you know, when yeah. every video yeah. you post is focusing on a game that people play for fun and how to play that game better, then they get a lot more views on every post. But, you know, at the same time, when we look at our long-term body of work, we're like, okay, we're, we're getting something out of that. Yeah. I love it. And speaking of hip views, uh, so I do, um, I did a, uh, a YouTube education uh, training for some teachers yesterday. And so we're sitting there and, you know, near the end, I always give them like, here are my recommendations. Here are my people that I recommend. I give them like each subject and early childhood and all this other stuff. And um, my, I give four for each of them. And, you know, you're, you're the first one on uh, history that I'm always like, Tom Ritchie, subscribe to him right now. I got you. And then hip hues are two of my four and crash course is one of them, but I always give them like the heads up. I'm like, I always say like, okay, these two guys, they're educators. And so they understand the world of education. I said, crash course makes really good videos, but always watch it first because every now and then they throw in like a level one cuss word. And so it's like, you know, us as educators, we understand like we can't throw out those words in a classroom. We have to kind of be more um, conservative when it comes to, to things that, that we know yeah. teachers are going to use. And I think that's, like that's one of the big differences. Like when you have people that are in that world, they understand the restrictions, limitations we have. Whereas if you're not, you just think, oh, well, they should get over it. How they should do this. And they're like, no, you can say get over it, but you're not getting 30 parent phone calls because they're upset because their kid came home and said, my history teacher showed a video that said this. Right, right. And and I think that that's something that I, I like to have a video because even with Hip Hughes, he's a little, uh, you know, I guess that you know, that's just his personality and he's in New York. And so every once in a while, like there's a Hip Hughes video that I watch and I'm like, maybe I should have previewed that. Uh, yeah. but, you know, when I make videos, my goal, like you're saying, is like a teacher, even in the most like conservative area, would not have to preview the video to see is this appropriate for my class. And anytime there is some kind of expletive or something like that, I'll beep it out uh, if I'm just saying something for effect. Because sometimes it's kind of funny that, you know, yeah. there's something in there, especially when I do uh, rapping, like every once in a while, I'll, you know, do, I've got this, uh, you know, I call it warm water records uh, after Peter the Great. It, and I want people to know it's not a serious thing. I don't take myself seriously as a rapper. I'm kind of like, what, well, super hot fire. I'm I'm not a rapper, uh, oh. sort of thing. but oh, I, I wrote that. yes, yes, exactly. You know, history. I teach yeah. that I and that. that sort of thing. But but the thing is that it's sometimes funny to throw something in there, but it's like, let that be understood to be there. But it doesn't have to actually be there. And that's, of course, people that understand the education world, that that's something that, yeah, you really want every you know to create an atmosphere where people aren't feeling like well i don't know he's going to throw in something unexpected um and i you know that these are being made to be used in schools like that's that's something that is is pretty important as well yep i think it's i think it's great and that's 
I love it when educators are aware and working for other educators and students. So that's awesome. Um, so I got one more question. Um, and then everything else I want to talk to you about, I'm not going to post. So I'm going to oh. pause that. So, All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. Super, the secret part Dope of the conversation. Deep, deep cuts. Um, so last question I got for you, man. Um, what is some, say I'm a teacher, I'm an educator somewhere, and I'm kind of thinking about um, starting a YouTube channel, an education YouTube channel. What advice would you have for them starting it out? One thing that I would say is to make sure that they understand that I was so obsessed with lighting when I first started. And, and there's there's good reason for that. You want to be obsessed with lighting. But if I would have been obsessed with audio first, I think that I would have seen more growth at first because I was obsessed with lighting at first, but my lighting was still terrible. And lighting is something, of course, now, if somebody were to come up to me, I could get them some recommendations. But, you know, back in the day, there weren't a lot of teachers doing this. So you just had to kind of be on your own. But yeah. audio is more important. Like you think about it, if you see a video that's poorly lit, your eyes can kind of get over it. But if you see a video, if you're watching a video that has bad audio, your ears don't want to get over it. It's just like, you know, hey, there's just all this background noise and all of that. So I think that when people are making videos, uh, if they're starting out, get a microphone. And, I, and I've found that even for $30, you can get a microphone that's going to be a lot better than whatever's on your computer or your camera, especially video cameras. And especially if somebody's using a DSLR, they just they never have good audio pickup because they're made for video. And so the thing is, and then finding a quiet room. When I first started recording, I was recording in my classroom and they're these old AC units, heating and AC units that, you know, all those are in those schools that have those in the individual oh, classroom yeah. and they come on and it's just, yeah. and so I had that going on and I'd try to edit the audio out, but it just, it sounded bad. So it's like finding a quiet place to do, you know, just a place that doesn't have background noise and using a microphone that makes everything come in clearly, I think is really important. And if somebody would have told me that right at first, get your audio down first and then let the other stuff kind of take care of itself. I think that that's something that can be very helpful to people. That's good. That, that is good advice. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch if something's a little bit blurry, but if it hurts my ears, I'm out bouncing. So that's that's heads up. Thank you so much for uh, for taking this time to chat with this audience. If they wanted to find you, if they wanted to go out and join the Richie squad, uh, the the what do you call yourself, aspiring meme lord? If you want to check him out, uh, where can they find you on social uh, to stay with what you're doing? Uh, at Tom Ritchie on Instagram and Twitter, T-O-M-R-I-C-H-E-Y. A lot of people have a hard time with Ritchie, even though it makes sense to me. People want to put a T in it because some yeah. people do that. And yeah. I don't have a problem with that if that's the way that people roll, but it's just not how I roll. So Tom Ritchie, if you go yeah. to YouTube, if you put in Tom R, it should come up pretty easy or AP Euro or AP US History. But you can search, uh, typically, if you search for Tom R, that was a really big thing for me was the day that I realized that I'd passed up Tom Riddle. Uh, for a long time, for the first few years of my channel, when you put in Tom R or Tom R.I., then it would say Tom Riddle. And I'm like, you know, that's a fictional character. And I'm a real person. So I, my aspiration is that I come in ahead of this fictional character. Yeah. And so when I finally got to that point where somebody could search for Tom R on YouTube, 
and there I am. I was like, okay, take that, Lord Voldemort. All right, that's uh, I've got the Elder Wand here. Uh, that's that good. Sort of thing. So, so that was that was a really cool thing there. But yeah, on YouTube, uh, if you go to Tom R, that that can be that can be done there. But yeah, if you search for AP European History, AP US History, um, you're bound to find me. But yeah, I'm, it's truly an honor to be a guest on Tarver Academy. Always a pleasure, my friend. Well, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate him a lot. Please check him out. Give him some love, you guys. And uh, if you could, uh, please give this star ratings or like it or whatever you're watching on podcast, YouTube, I don't know, SoundCloud, whatever. If, if maybe you get a fax of it, of the dictation of this conversation. Um, I just, you know, however you want to consume this, do the things people on the internet do. I appreciate you guys. Never stop learning out there. Peace.